Hello everyone, it's Clover and today I'm joined by our treasurer Chris and one of our deacons Andy. Hello gentlemen. Hello there. Hi Clover, hi guys. And today we're just going to be thinking a bit, updating you about our church building project. Now uh, we don't need to rehearse this in too much detail but you'll remember that for some years now we've had an exciting vision to renew um, and expand virtually, well virtually the entire ground floor of the building. Uh, we've we've run out of space often on Sunday mornings now. We've got an expanding uh, youth and children's work because of, uh, uh, of the children the Lord's blessed us with. And we want to continue to be able to, to run all our ministries and serve all who come to our church and disciple people as effectively as we can. Uh, we also want to be able to welcome new people in. We long, don't we, to see new people coming to know the Lord and joining his family at Widcombe. And this is a project with a long-term view to it. Uh, we, we, we look to change the building to update it as others done in the past so that should the Lord not return, it can be used for many, many years uh, for the work of his kingdom. And, and we're obviously in a time at the moment where there's significant upheaval and that does have implications for, for us in terms of finance, um, but also opportunities in terms of getting the building done. And, and Chris and Andy will reflect on those as we go. It does seem like a long time since we started this process, but actually the time when we may be breaking ground could well be coming into view. So Andy, can you just update us on where we are at the moment? Yeah, certainly no problem. I uh, prepared that building update video uh, about best part of a month ago, maybe a bit more now, and we are still in the midst, although coming to the end of the tender process. Um, we still have five contractors who are very keen to provide us with a, a price for the project and to, and to take it on, uh, which is excellent because then we get a good uh, idea of what the market cost is likely to be. They've all been very active. They've all been in the building, had a look around. They've brought certain subcontractors and part of their team with them to have a look. So uh, they're investing a good amount of effort into pulling together their tenders uh, at the moment. We are expecting those to come back at the end of this month. Um, there's, there's no reason at the moment to suggest that that, that won't happen. Um, when we get them back, uh, there's, there's obviously a period where we have to review them. We're going to have five quite weighty documents that we get back and we have to wade through. Um, and there will be a bit of dialogue back and forth uh, trying to iron out many assumptions or, or clarifications that, uh, that they've made in their returns. Um, and then come the end of that, that process, we will be looking to say, you know, we've identified a preferred contractor uh, and hopefully enter into, into contract with them to, uh, to get on with the work. At the moment, we've asked them to price as if they're, they're working on it in a series of phases, as if we're occupying the building. Um, this is effectively the worst case scenario. So it takes longer. Uh, it's more difficult for them. There's no, uh, there's reduced efficiency in how the trades we had to come and work through the building. So it's a worst case, but it does mean that if we are able to be back in the building, we can still function um, mm. in, in areas. However, as you alluded to before, you know, I think the situation we find ourselves in is that the likelihood of us all being back together or, or, or frankly, even large-ish groups being back together in that church building um, may be quite a distance away. And there could be an opportunity where we say to the contractor, actually, you've effectively got free run of the building, say, for, for a couple of areas that we need uh, to use, for example, for the recording of the services and the like. Um, and that then could be to our benefit because they could obviously deliver the whole thing a lot quicker. And we, you know, 
you know, if I, if I dare to think in best case scenarios, we could find ourselves um, returning to a building that has actually been, you know, the works have been completed and done before we come back in uh, as, a, as a whole church, if you know what I mean. So th- there's, there's, quite a, there's quite a broad range still of options in terms of how we approach the construction side of things. Um, and I know Chris will talk about there's, a, there's also a, a range of options potentially about how we will approach the finance. But um, a number of these contractors are keen to get on with it. There's, there's talk from some of them about their availability from July. Um, which would clearly be great. I mean, there's a lot of logistics for us to sort out before then, but but we'll uh, we'll see what comes back at the end of this month, and that's going to be a, a key moment, um, not least because of the cost that will be more accurately defined at that point, um, but also with program and the viability of, of delivering the project and what it means for us, what it means for us operationally. Um, I think that's probably in terms of progress what we need to say at this point. Okay. And with those uh, tenders coming in, would it be normal to have quite a variance between them or do they usually come back within, you know, I don't know, 5% of one another? Yeah, I mean, you're, obviously your idea is that they're all broadly about the same because then you know you're getting, your, you're getting a good market, market value for your, for your development. Uh, the reality is there's normally one outlier um, or, or two. The reason you get at least three is so that you can sort of iron out those anomalies i think if we can get five back that's a great position um you know there, there, there may be one there may be two who are outside that sort of five notional ten percent um on a job of this scale I'd, I'd like to think that you're going to get three that are pretty close together mm. um which gives a degree of comfort mm-hmm. and if if we were and obviously this is a decision for the future but if if we were in a position to to get those back to check through them uh, to select this preferred contractor um you know if we decided to and it was you know we felt it was the right thing to do and it worked for the church when when could construction conceivably start well i think that the, like i said one of those or well, two of them i think have, have suggested that maybe july as a start time is a viable commencement for them um i think if we you know historically we've already said avoids trying to start in august because you know holidays and everything else this year i really don't think that matters no. so i think i think july is july is possible um there are a few planning conditions that we need to address um in that in, in that window but that that's we can we can work with that i think that's okay so look july is possible hmm. uh, um and i think that it's not unreasonable either um we, we we just have to wait and see what the availability is. a lot of it will do to depend on supply of materials and of labor and, and to see what these contractors have available to them and how quickly they can get the material and the and the and the labor to, to deliver the project i think more than anything else now of course for something this size um is well for, for those of us that aren't involved in construction the cost to can be quite mind-blowing but but actually already we've seen uh, very generous giving and the provision of the lord for this project chris can you can you update us on where we are financially with with things yeah sure uh, so as you say we are extremely grateful and thankful to the way the lord has enabled his people to to provide for uh, for, for much of this work so just a reminder on on some numbers and round numbers to to keep it uh, 
keep it fairly straightforward. We've received pledges totaling £510,000 and we have £50,000 we can take from our general fund from, from a surplus from earlier years. So we've, we've got £560,000 and of that we've already received through people's gifts for fulfilling of pledges 460,000 so uh, that's a, a a really excellent sum of money mm. to have in the bank ready to start the project enable us to to go ahead so there's mm. nothing impeding us starting from a financial point of view mm. clearly from the numbers i gave you we we still need a hundred thousand pounds of the, the the pledge money to be fulfilled and uh, i just like to take this opportunity to say to folk who might be listening into this and if they've made a pledge and haven't yet uh, had an opportunity to fulfill that i am very aware that right now and in the, the weeks and months to come there is considerable economic uncertainty there is a lot of financial uncertainty as well and many people may be worried about their, their personal income and i really don't want anyone sitting at home worrying about how they might fulfill a pledge if their circumstances have changed so don't worry about it please just give me a call or send me a message in absolute confidence and we can we can discuss that but please do reach out to me rather than sitting worrying about uh, about anything so we are in the in a strong financial position and we we do anticipate there being some difference between the cost of the project and the amount of the money that's been pledged and received. And we're looking at what the options might be to bridge that gap, uh, short-term loans, uh, something from, from our bank, maybe other sources. But the numbers we're talking about are, are manageable and wouldn't preclude us from, from, from going ahead. So more details on that once we have some specific numbers coming off the back of the tender but you know we're just very grateful and i can say at a personal level having seen the gifts that have come in i'm often hugely touched by the the way in which people are you know, so enthusiastically and tangibly supporting the project which as we've reflected before is is not a, a vanity project it's not about a, a prettier building it's about mm -hmm. extending the Lord's work in in the community in Bath and and beyond. So mm. I'm just so grateful to the Lord for the provision that He's 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 brought to this project. Yes, I I think it, it that's so true, and it needs underlining that you know there are people you know really grateful for how much Andy and yourself have, have done so far and continue to do um, with this project, but also in the ways that people have given and, and supported in prayer and the way we've, we, we've come about to this point, it is something we've, we've done together as a church family um, to serve the kingdom together. And I think everyone should be encouraged um, by the fact that it's proceeded in this way and that we're, we're you know, we're, we're, we're pushing ahead. And as you say, it's so important. It isn't something that we're doing um, for the sake of uh, having a shiny new building, you know, we, we, we long to see people come to the Lord uh, to be discipled young and old um, and come to saving faith. So, yes, I think it's, it, it, sh it should be a very encouraging time for us on this in the midst of the, the, the turmoil that's currently in the world.
Mm. Absolutely. Um, I think this is probably one of those one of those situations, particularly with the news that's going to come in with with the contracts and the tenders, where we'll return to this probably before too long. So there's probably uh, no more that needs to be to be said right now. Um, but I do wonder, Andy, would you be happy uh, just to close uh, this podcast in prayer for us? Yeah, of course, that'd be a pleasure. Father, we do thank you that you are sovereign and you are control uh, in control of all things. Father, we do want to continue to lift this project up to you. Mm-hmm. Father, it is nothing if we do this without you and with, with it not being for your glory. Father, we ask that you would use this project for the furtherance of your kingdom, not to make us feel better about the church we attend, not to, to elevate ourselves in any way, but to elevate you, to enable us to more effectively share your, your gospel and your truth with our community and and those further afield. Father, we pray that you would continue to guide as we make decisions, as they uh, come up, particularly regarding the contractors and and cost issues in these coming weeks. Mm. Father, we ask for your wisdom, uh, and we ask that you would very much use this project um, for your glory and for the furtherance of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me, Chris and Andy. Thank you. Thank you.